Hi everyone, welcome back to Introduction to Talmud Ezer HaSfirot from Rabbi Yehuda Ashlag. We are in Ot Lamed Aleph, but we're going to do some a little bit of repetition, a little chazara, to go back and to make sure we cover what we did before and just to make sure we remember what Rabbi Ashlag was talking about previously. So last time we had a lot of different vocabulary words and definitions. And now we're going to go into deeper, I guess, not I guess, but deeper into the idea of why a person should study Kabbalah. Right, last time we spoke about the difference between Ta'amei Torah, the taste or the reasons of the Torah, and Sitrei Torah, the hidden parts of the Torah, which are two parts to Kabbalah. And the one that we're supposed to learn is Ta'amei Torah, and the one we're supposed to keep hidden is Sitrei Torah. So now we're in, we're going to do review in Otlamid to answer the fourth and fifth doubt that we had at the beginning of the introduction. And just to remind you, the fourth and fifth doubt that were in the beginning of the introduction, the fourth doubt was only chosen people can really study this wisdom. And the fifth doubt was that everyone else is not studying Kabbalah, so why should I? So now Rav Ashtag is telling this person, we're in Ot Lamed. You have a very clear answer on the doubts. The fourth and the fifth that were in the beginning of the introduction, like we just quoted. You might find in certain books, in certain holy books, that you only give over Kabbalah, the study of Kabbalah, only to people whose heart worries. We said last time about Masechet Chagiga, I believe, where we said, let me check so I don't make a mistake. We only give it over to people whose heart worries. Masechet Chagiga. That was correct. Okay, so Masechet Chagiga says only a person who worries in his heart is a person who's fit to hear the words of Kabbalah. So there's a deeper meaning to what it means that his heart worries, but we're not going to going into it right now. So now we're going to keep going in this Ot Ot Lamed. The, the part that we call the hidden part of the Torah, which we're supposed to keep hidden, which we said last time in last video, if you, if you don't remember, you should go back to the last video. The three upper sfirot in the ten sfirot, which are called the head, not a physical head, a spiritual idea, aspect of the head. You're only supposed to give it over the wisdom of Kabbalah, the Sitre Torah, the hidden parts of the Torah, only to those who are uh, modest, but naim yiduim, and in certain conditions, all the different books of Kabbalah, and the ones that were printed, none of the idea of Sitre Torah, the things that were supposed to keep hidden, are in these books. Because this is the part that the Creator wanted to keep hidden, like we said in the Gemara. Va'adraba. And just the opposite of Ashrak says, Emorata, you might say, you could maybe even think, or it should even come up in your mind, all these holy, righteous, famous Gdolim, these very big tzadikim, these big rabbis, these sages from the, the cream of the cream. Kegon all these books that are very holy, like what? Like Sefer Yitzira, the Book of Formation, Sefer Azor, 
Breita de Rabbi Ishmael, Rav Haigaon. So it's a very long list of all the Rabbanim who wrote different books on Kabbalah. Rav Chamaigaon, Vaharam Yomiza, Vietel Roshonim Ad Ramban, all the Roshonim until the Ramban, and the Balaturim, and the, the Baal Ashulchan Aruch, until the Vilna Gaon, and the Gaon Miladi. And all the other tzaddikim, zechol kulam lecha, all them, their memory should be blessed. Shemehem yatzalanu kol Torah niglet. All the Torah that they wrote was the Torah that was revealed. Umepihem anochim, and from them we are living. Leidah maaseh asher neesa limtzochem beneishet barach to know the action that was done to find favor in the eyes of Hashem. Varei kol elu kadvu vidbisu sfarim bechumat kavala. But then you could think, but all these books that have been printed are all ideas of Kabbalah that have been printed out. So how can you tell me that the different ideas of Kabbalah aren't supposed to be printed if these books are existent? We know them, we, we see them, we read them. Because there's no other greater revealment, you can't reveal any other secrets than when you reveal it through a book. Because when you reveal it through a book, when you print a book, Anyone can read the book. It's going to the entire world. Any person can pick it up and read it. The person who writes the sefer, the person who writes the book, who doesn't know who's going to read it. It could be that that a rasha, a wicked person, can pick up the book and read it. So this idea of printing a book of Kabbalah, the way that you reveal it through a book is, it seems like it's the biggest re- revealment there is. And so you shouldn't think that what they did was the wrong thing to do. That when they printed these books of Kabbalah, it was the wrong thing to do. That when they printed these books, it was about the things that were asul to, to Megaleh. That when they printed these books, it was something that was not allowed to be printed. That's not what we're talking about. All the books that were printed and that were written, all the books that were in this list, there were the part of the, the Kabbalah that we're allowed to learn, we're supposed to learn, we're supposed to reveal to the entire world. That the Creator covered them in the beginning. But then He revealed this type of Torah, the Kabbalah, uh, the part of Kabbalah that is called Ta'amei Torah, the taste, the reasons of Torah, and not Sitrei Torah. Sitrei Torah we keep hidden, if you remember from last time. If you remember the Pasuk, the verse from last time, it said the roof of the mouth will taste food. If we remember from last time, last time we spoke about how the roof of the mouth is the bottom of the head. The bottom of the skull, the bottom of the head. And so when, not phys- I mean physically also, yes, but also in the spiritual aspect, we call it Malchut Derosh. The, um, the Malchut is the last aspect, the last Sefirah, the last Sefirah in the system. But it's the Malchut of Derosh. So if, you, if you go back to the last class, you remember this is, we're still doing Chazara. We're not doing new content yet, so we're just doing a little bit of Chazara. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to the last class. It's not just that it's not an Isul, as in it's not just that it's not prohibited. Even more so, it's a very big mitzvah. We're supposed to reveal this side of Kabbalah. And the person who knows how to reveal this side of the Kabbalah and does reveal it, 
His reward is very, very great. Because when you reveal these lights, which lights? The lights of Tahamim. When you reveal these lights to the Rabim, to the public, to all the people in the world, to all the Jewish people in the world, to everyone who can learn it. Ul-Rabim Dafka, Rav Ashtag adds Dafka. He says, specifically when you spread it, not just to one person, when you spread it to everyone. In fact, when you reveal this type of Kabbalah, the Ta'ame Torah, the Sefer Azor, and all these books that we listed in the list, all these Sfarim, when you reveal that to the world, it brings the, the coming of Mashiach closer and closer. And it's actually Talui Bezads. The, the coming of Mashiach is actually dependent on the revealment of this type of Kabbalah. So now we're on Otlamid Aleph in this tfus, in this uh, printing, Haidamot Sulam. It, it has a subtitle, it's a small title. It says, Atam Shibi'at Goel Tzedek, Kabbalah Rabim. So it says, the reason why the coming of the Mashiach, the coming of the Messiah, is dependent on the spreading out of the wisdom of Kabbalah to the public. So we're in Otlamid Aleph. This is new content. So let's go ahead and start. We really have to explain at least once why is the coming of the Messiah, why is it dependent on spreading the Kabbalah to the public? That it's, this type of wisdom is known in, in Sefer Azor, and it's known that when you spread it to the Rabim, the Messiah comes. So why is it? What's the reason? And why, I think it's also part of the question, why do most of the people see the Kabbalah as nonsense and that they can't stand Kabbalah? And that they think that Talubazet, that they think that it's not true that the Messiah coming has nothing to do with Kabbalah. That's what they think. And so to explain this, he's going to quote the Tikunezor of Ashlag. And this is what he says. Let's see if we can find. Here we have. Okay, we have a. A Talgum, we have a translation. So I'm going to read it in Aramaic. I think I'm going to re- read it very fast in Aramaic, just to read it in Aramaic, but then I'm going to read it in the translation in Hebrew. uh, <laughs> Okay, and it goes on. I'm going to do the translation now. So it says, The second path. It says in the Pasuk, in Bereshit, in the book of Bereshit, in the creation of the world, the, the Spirit of Hashem, the Spirit of God, Elohim, is uh, it's spreading, or I'm not sure what the best literal translation is, but hovering, hovering on the on the face of the water. So the Tikkunezo asked, "What is the spirit?" In this, I'm I'm reading in the footnote, which is a translation of this Tikkunezo 
that I just quoted. It says here, Ela bevadai, of course, bizman yoredet begalut, when the, the, in the time that the shechina, the female aspect or the uh, glory of God comes and to, into this exile, so when the the glory or the uh, uh, the female aspect of Hashem, the Shekhinah, what we call, comes down to the exile, which is where we are right now, we are in exile, this spirit rests on those who are learning Torah. Because the Shekhinah is found between them. He quotes another Pasuk, so everyone is like animals who are eating, I think it's flesh, I'll find a better translation. And all his kindness is like the uh, the bloom of the of the field. So it says here in Tukunezov, every single person in this in the time that he's quoting is that hey. Like hay, chatzil. So it's saying that they all eat hay like animals. They're all like animals that they're eating hay. Every kindness that they do, they're doing it for their own sake. They're not doing kindness just to give. They're doing kindness because they want to receive. Even those who are learning Torah, the people who are even learning Torah, every chesed, every kindness that they do, they're doing it for themselves. They're not even doing it for the other person. When they give, it's not really giving. And it's, it's, it's just all for themselves. In that time, they'll remember that they are, they are flesh. And the spirit will go and it will not return. And it will not return forever, the Tukunezo adds. And this is the spirit of the Messiah. Woe to those people who make the spirit of the Messiah leave and never come back. Because they're making the Torah very dry. And they don't want to put effort into the wisdom of Kabbalah. Because they're making the the wellsprings of wisdom um, to leave, to, to, to leave, to get out. And to not come back. And this spirit that left and doesn't come back, it's the spirit of the Messiah. And it's the spirit of holiness. Or if you want, it's the spirit of seeing the future. It's the spirit of wisdom and intelligence. It's the spirit of um, it's, uh, is advice and and uh, is strength. Which we know is also it's uh, is also probably in place of chesed chesed ruach da'at virat Hashem and the spirit of uh, knowledge. Well, the different da'at is more intelligence, wisdom, intelligence, knowledge. I think it's knowledge. Virat Hashem and the fear of Hashem. Did we get to the second? Pigudat anina ve'yomalokim yovei yor da'avad. So I'm going to read the Aramaic one more time. Then we get the translation the Hebrew. After we get the tikkun ezol finish, then we can go on and Rav Ashlag will explain why does this tikkun ezol relate to what we're talking about. So let me just read the Aramaic. I'll read the Hebrew and then we'll keep going. 
פיגודת תנינה ביום אלוקים יהי אור ויהי אור דאהבדי אהבת חסד הדאהו דכתיב ואהבת עולם אהבתיך על כן משכתי חסד ועלה יתמר אם תאירו ואם תאורו את אהבת שכפץ ורכינו התחילו איקרא דילי בן תאו ובן ביש ובגין דאי תקרית היי יראה ואהבה על מנת לקבל פרס ובגין דאמר כתשו ורכו השפעתי את החמינות ירושלים בצפועות ובלא תשדה אם תאירו ואם תאורו את אהבה על שתכפץ דאיו רכימו בלאו פרס ולא על מנת לקבל פרס דאירה ואהבה that's the end of the Tikkun Ezor. Now we're going to read the Hebrew, and then we'll keep going. So the first um, paragraph that we read was about Yirat Hashem, because you saw it, how it ended there. The last words that it said was Yirat Hashem. So in the Tikkun Ezor that he's quoting, this section of Tikkun Ezor is from the section that talks about the different mitzvot. And the first mitzvah is Yirat uh, Hashem, according to the Tikkun Ezor, because it says Bereshit, and Rashid is Rashid Kochma Yirat Hashem. The first thing it starts, the first of wisdom has to do with Yirat Hashem, the fear of God or the awe of God. The second mitzvah, mitzvah Shniya, the second mitzvah, first is Yirat, then comes Ahava. It says in the Pasuk, Vayom Elokim Yehi Or, Vayehi Or. Elokim said that there should be light, and there was light. Zu Ahava. This is love, the love for the Creator, or love, Shiavat Chesed, the love for kindness. And the love forever I will love you. Therefore I have drawn you kindness. And this same pasuk it says, If you awaken, If you awaken the love until it's wanted. So now we have two mitzvot. Love, yira, fear or awe. Depends on how you want to translate it. What's the main idea of Ahava and Yira? Ben Tov Ben Ra. Umishum Kach. Ikar Shela. It's the main thing. It belongs to her. Whether it's for good or bad. Umishum Kach. And therefore, Nikret Ahava Vira Zu. Almanat Lekvel Pras. This type of love and Yira is called in order to receive, receive a reward. A person who does Ahava and Yira or does a certain Chesed not for themselves. It's something that's called in order to receive a, a reward. So when a person does something, let's say you give ma'asel or you give tzedakah because you want to gain wealth, that's al-minat pras. You're doing the mitzvah so you can get a reward from it. And therefore, Amal Kadosh Baruch the Creator said, so when God says, I have sworn to you the daughters of Jerusalem, if you awaken this love until it's wanted, this love that he's talking about is the love that is not something that's love, it's unconditional. Where you give love in order not to receive. It doesn't matter what happens, you're still giving love. That's the type of love he's talking about. When you have fear or when you have love for the Creator, as in you love God because He gives you a lot of money, or you fear God because you don't want to have your life ruined, you fear God because you don't want to pass away, you don't want to die. That's it's in order to receive a reward. It's not real. It's not the fact that no matter what happens, whether I live or die, whether I'm poor or rich, I love God and I fear Him. That's lo. That's al, al minat. Like, that's lo al minat That's lishma. That's what to do when you you don't want a reward for anything. 
But when you're not thinking like that, it's called to receive reward. And this type of thinking, when you want to receive the reward, that's why you're doing the mitzvah. This is the maid servants. Why, why is it called the maid servants? Because it says in the Pasuk, there are three things that the earth, which we know the earth is actually the Shekhinah, the female aspect or the glory of, of Hashem is represented by the earth itself, the ground, the earth. When a servant becomes a king, and when a maidservant takes over and becomes the mistress of the house. So this is Tikkunei Zohar, and it's also explained in Hagdama of Sefer Hazor. So that's the Tikkunei Zohar. We have the entire Tikkunei Zohar, we have two mitzvot, Ahava and Yira, and whether you're supposed to give love or have fear for getting a reward or not getting a reward. So we have these different ideas that are in there, in the Tikkun Ezol, but now we're going to understand how the Ahavan Yirai that you have and the way that you learn Torah is also brings Mashiach and how learning Kabbalah, learning the Ta'ameh Torah can bring Mashiach closer. And he's going to talk about it now. So now we're in Pasuk Si'if Ot Lamed Bet 32. We're going to explain now the Tikkun Ezol that we just quoted from the end to the beginning, from the end to the beginning, because it says, the fear or the awe and the love that a person has when he's learning Torah and the mitzvot that he does, when he wants to receive a reward for the things that he does, he's hoping that from whatever he's doing, something good will come from it. When he's learning Torah, when he's doing mitzvot, he's thinking, I'm doing this so I can get something out of here. When, the, when, the, when he goes to pray, he's saying, God, I prayed now, you gotta give me money now. You gotta give me something. He's expecting something. He's hoping for something. This is the aspect, this is what it means, a maidservant. When the maidservant takes over and becomes the mistress. So now Rav Ashtag has a question. Why would the Tikkun Ezol bring this Pasuk? We know in Masech Epsachin, Daf Nun, Amud Bet, Leulam Yasok Adam Betorav Misvot Afal Pishilol Lishma. Right? We already spoke about this before. A person should always learn Torah and do mitzvot, even though it's not for the right reasons. So if you told me I'm supposed to learn Torah and do mitzvot, even though it's not for the right reasons, even though I'm thinking about myself, why would the earth become angry? Seems like it's, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Psachim, it says I'm supposed to learn Torah, even though it's not for the right reasons. So now the earth is going to get angry at me. It's going to swallow me up. So what's going on here? So Rav Ashak says, we have another question, not just this. When you learn Torah for not the right reasons, why is it specifically connected to the maidservant? And also the way that it, it described, she oreshet, that she inherits or she takes over as the mistress. What kind of inheritance is there? It doesn't seem like it's an inheritance. It seems like the, the maidservant is taking over and becomes the mistress. So what is the inheritance that the Pasuk is talking about? So Rav Ashak has these two questions. So we're going to try to explain them, try to translate the best we can. In Ot Lamed Gimel, we're in 33. Now you can understand, or you should understand. Everything that I'm explaining of Ashok says in this introduction, 
אלא משום שמתוך שלא לשמה בא לשמה. They didn't allow, they didn't permit a person to learn Torah for the wrong reasons, only in a case that when you're there, you don't stay there. It's just a path. You're doing Torah שלא לשמה. You're doing mitzvot. You're learning Torah. You're doing tzedakah. You're putting on tefillin. You're having your prayers. You're doing all of this, not for the right reasons. You might want to receive from it, but that's not where you want to be. You want to use it to get to lishma. You want to use it to, as a path to get the idea that I want to do this for you. I want to give pleasure to my Creator. Because we said before, if you remember from the last classes, we said that the light within the Torah returns a person back to the light, back to the goodness. And therefore, so the, the idea of learning not for the right reasons, what is, what is it called? It's called a maidservant. What does a maidservant do? What is a, a person who helps in the house or, or cleans around the house? What do, what do they do? She, she helps, she assists. And certain lowly works, lowly, um, lowly, not works, avodot. Jobs, that's the word. So she does the cleaning and the cooking and maybe the things that seem kind of dirty or, or lowly so that the mistress of the, of, the, of the palace can have her own time or can have her own glory. So that she does it, she helps, she assists and she does it for her mistress. Who is the mistress? It's the Shekhinah, like we said before. The entire idea of learning lo lishma is just to get to the checkpoint, to the end, which is lishma. It's not to stay in the idea of not receiving. It's not to stay in the idea of doing something just so I can get a reward. It's to move past that. It's just to help you get there. But you have to start. Somewhere, but you can't stay there. So once you're able to go to Lishma, to do something or to learn Torah, to do mitzvot, so that you can only give pleasure to the Creator, then you can have the merit that the Shekhinah will rest upon us, upon between you. And so then, the Shifcha, the maidservant that we said before, which we called, if you remember, the learning Torah and doing mitzvot, not for the right reasons, then the maidservant, she becomes a maidservant of holiness. She's the one who helps and prepares the holiness to come. But that's what's called the world of Asiya, the world of action, of holiness. It's its own world. But therefore, we're still in Ot Lamed Gimel in number 33, If a person's emunah, his faith, like we said before in the last classes, if a person's faith isn't where it's supposed to be, if a person only learns Torah and does mitzvot just because the Creator told him to, so it's, it's interesting, we think that maybe because we're commanded to do so, maybe that should be the only reason why we should do it, right? Because we, we know a lot that is, is a mitzvah, or let's say tzedakah, 
when you, you want to give a person a dollar, are you giving the person a dollar because it's nice to give the person a dollar? Or are you giving the person a dollar because Hashem commanded you to give the person a dollar? So where are you coming from? So then Rav Ashla comes and says a chidush. It's not even that he commanded you. It's the level of lishma is even above that. It's not just because he commanded you. It's because it's even further. It's that even if he commanded you, you're only doing it so that you can give pleasure to the Creator. That in this type of avodah, in this type of service to God, in this type of service to the Creator, where you learn Torah and you do mitzvah just because the Creator told you to and commanded you to, the ma'or, the light within the Torah, does not return you to where you're supposed to be. Like we said before, his eyes are darkened. The light that he sees doesn't really look like light. If, we, if you remember from before in Ot, I think... Let's see, I think it's Yutet. I might be mistaken, but earlier in the earlier classes, the light that he sees is like the atalef. It's like the bat. He's blinded by the light. He can't see that the light is light. He thinks that the light is darkness. And so what is that? That's because his emunah, his faith in the Creator, is not where it's supposed to be. Like the bat, like we said before. And when you learn Torah like this, you go out from the uh, uh, aspect or from the reshut, uh, from the uh, the place of shivchad dusha, the maidservant of holiness, who prepares and helps get the the holy shechina, uh, the holy glory of Hashem, the the female aspect of Hashem, ready, who prepares her. We get out from that if you're learning in this way. Because you can't, you can't reach the level of the Ishma this way. Like we said before, you can't reach a level of the Ishma if your emunah, your level of faith, is not where it's supposed to be. Valken, and that's why Baal Shuta Shivchad de Klipa. It doesn't say Hashroma. We don't want to come to this place where you can go out from a place of Shivchad de Dusha, of a maidservant of holiness, to Shivchad de Klipa. A maidservant of the klipot, the darkness, the negative side. She yoreshet, she's inheriting et Torah v'avoda, all the Torah and all the mitzvot, ha'elu, all the things that you did, v'oshaktan la'atzma, she takes them for herself. She doesn't help you to get the lishma, she takes them for herself. Ulfikach ragza'aretz, that's why the earth becomes upset. Da'ayinu hashchina ha'gdosha, shnikret eretz, like we know the eretz, the earth, the, the, the land, the dirt, the land, the earth, is called earth, but it really is Shechina. Shechina is called earth. Like it says in Parshat Behar in the Zohar. All the avodah, all the mitzvot, and the Torah that you're, you're learning, but you're not doing it for the right reasons. It was supposed to go to the Shechina. To the, to the region, to the property of the holy Shechina, the holy gloriness or the female aspect of God. The other maidservant, the negative maidservant, takes it for herself and brings it down to the negative side, to the darkness. And so now you see why the Pasuk said that the maidservant she's inheriting all the avodah, all the Torah, all the mitzvot that were not done for the right reason and takes them for herself. We're in number 34. Before we move on, just to remind that the emunah is, it's the key. It's the level of faith that you have in the Creator is the key to see 
that everything else is good. If you remember from before, the atalef, the bat is blind because he doesn't have emuna. It's the, it's the mashal, it's the allegory, it's the parable that we use, but it's, if you see goodness, you don't see that what you're going through right now is the best thing for you because you don't have the level of faith that you should have. So we're in number 34. And so this is why the Tikkun explains the secret of the swear. If you awaken this love until it's wanted, I feel like there's a better translation for techpats, but we'll see. I think it's chafetz. Chafetz means wanted, usually. What's the main idea? What's the main idea? What's the hakbada? What's the meticulousness? What, what should Israel, what should Bnei Israel be doing? They should bring the light of chesed, the light of kindness from above, which is called the love of kindness. This is what's wanted. This is what we need. This is what's wanted. This is what's wanted. What's, what, what should we be doing? Learning Torah, doing mitzvot, but not because you're getting a reward from it. Even if you didn't get the reward, you would still do it. That's the mindset you should have. Even if you're not going to get olam haba, you should still do it. That's the mindset. You're doing it because the you're giving pleasure to the Creator who gave you this mitzvot. V'atam, and the reason, the light of kindness, light of mercy. So now this light of mercy that is drawn down is dressing, it mitlabeshes, it's, it's enclothing the light of wisdom. What is this light of wisdom? It's the secret of the pasuk, of the verse. And the spirit of Hashem will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and intelligence. The wisdom of advice and strength. The wisdom of knowledge. And the fear or awe of God. That's spoken about this verse that these spirits rest upon this person. Who is this person? It's actually the Messiah. Like it says in Yeshaya, and there will be a miracle for the nations, and he will collect the ones of B'nai Israel who were pushed away, and all the ones that were spread around the world, all the people of Yehuda, all the Jewish people, will be brought back from all the four corners of the world. After Bnei Israel brings the Or HaChokhmah, the light, light of wisdom, but what is light of wisdom? That's the better question. How should I explain it? So in terms of Kabbalah, light of wisdom is usually explained as light of life. Everything that gives you livelihood, the life, the life spirit, the Or that gives you life is all the Chokhmah. All chesed, all shel chesed is, all the chasadim is when you do mitzvot, but for the right reasons, and that light you send up to the Shekhinah, and from you sending up that light and doing the mitzvot and learning Torah for the right reasons, not for getting reward, and only to give pleasure to the Creator, now the Creator can, well, the light is always giving, but now you can access the light of life. You can access the light of goodness that has always been there. 
but only because you reveal it when you do the mitzvot and learn Torah for the right reasons. So that's light of wisdom and light of mercy. Light of mercy is what you do, and light of wisdom is the light that's always there, but you can only reveal it through when you do the mitzvot and learn the Torah for the right reasons. And so when Bnei Yisrael does this process, when they have the spirit of wisdom and intelligence in the entire verse that we just quoted, then the Messiah will be revealed. And then all the Jewish people will come together in Eretz Yisrael. And then that's when it will happen. But only when they have the right That's what the Tukunah Zohar is saying. It's when they have the right level of love and fear and awe that it's for not for receiving reward for not receiving it's 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 it should be not for receiving reward it should be for itself for the sake of itself for giving pleasure to the creator Hare, so we're in the end of 34 big line Everything, hakol, everything, 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 everything is dependent on learning Torah and serving Hashem for the right reasons, for giving pleasure to the greater, which is a tool to bring down, to bring the light of mercy, which can reveal the light of wisdom. And through that process, we can see the goodness that was always there. We can get to the idea of the Messiah. This is the, the promise. It says in Shir Shirim, if I'm not mistaken. Shir Shirim, it says, if you awaken the love that is wanted, the end of this galut, the redemption from this exile that we're living in, the kibbutz galuyot and all the collection of all the people of Israel coming together. It's not able to happen without learning Torah lishma, without doing mitzvot lishma, for the right reasons, for giving pleasure to the Creator, not to receive a reward. This is how the pipes of holiness are set up. This is how he, this is how he says. Let's see if I should, we should do more. Okay, we'll stop here. The idea is, the main conclusion is that the way we are supposed to, or the way the way that the Creator set up this world is that if we do things for our own sake, we can never reveal the goodness that already exists. The goodness of life, the, the, the good parts of life, the happiness, the wealth, the bracha, the blessings, everything good is already there. It's ready. It's ready for you. It's waiting for you. But when are you going to say, I'm ready to do these mitzvot. I'm ready to give tzedakah. I'm ready to learn this piece of Torah, not for my sake, not to get olam not so Hashem could give me a lot of wealth, but I want to do it because it gives pleasure to the Creator. And when you do that kind of Torah, when you do that mitzvot like that, then you can reveal what's already there. And that's what we should all be zoche, we should all have the merit to do. And so, Bezrat Hashem will continue next time on Ot Lamed Hey. Please subscribe to vitaltransformation.org, which is this channel, the YouTube channel that you're watching this right now on. And if you want, you can go back to the classes to do some review. And so thank you for watching. See you next time.